0: I think I've known Valerie McKelvey for about 40 years. At least, you've done quite a bit, Valerie, and that's one of the reasons we wanted to talk with you today is because there's so much that you do to bring joy to the communities. I mean, your compassion knows no boundaries. You're a
1: rare person in the world today. I'm going to tell you something. you got to have a tremendous work ethic to be successful in here. In other words, you got to have a lot of dog in you. You really do, man, if you want to be successful, because it's going to be a lot of trying times, so you have to have a tremendous work ethic. But you got to have faith, faith without works is dead. You hear it all the time, you go to church and you learn all these scriptures, but then you don't apply none of them to your life. But I got to tell you something, your real life, the one God really got for you, is in your imagination. It is not in your current situation or your current paycheck. And if you've been living like that, you have then restricted yourself to a commonality that is really not yours. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. So when I told you a minute ago, you gotta have a tremendous work ethic, but you gotta have a lot of faith. You just gotta start with the hope. Albert Einstein said, imagination is everything. It's the preview to life's coming attraction. It's the evidence of things not seen. Your real life is in your imagination. He was one of those civilized individuals who did not insist upon
0: agreement with his political principles as a precondition for conversation or friendship. Robot. There's so much that you do, so much that you do to bring joy to the communities. I mean, you're a resident of New Brighton, but yes. your reach, your compassion knows no boundaries. Oh. Well, tell us a little bit about it, how you came upon doing this and, and, how, and the kind of community service that you do. Thank you so much. First of all, I love New Brighton and
2: I love community. Uh, I love, Beaver County is a, bl- a great place to live and work and play. I have always been that warm and fuzzy person. The glass is half full, you know, and I, I try to show that, and I try to lead by example. But where does that come from? Uh, first of all, I'm a workaholic, and my work ethics, I wake up early in the morning, and you're not supposed to go to bed until you're done working and you've you've uh, done some good things. My mother and father were very hard workers, very hard. But the community part, I just loved it in school and it just carried on. And I've probably been doing this kind of work for about 45 years. Can you believe that?
0: It's amazing. You've done a lot of good for people in Beaver County in that 45 years. Thank you. You're employed as well. You work for the Franklin Center. And I know following you for all these years that there have been times uh, when, uh, well, right now, as a matter of fact, when governments shut down or they uh, reduce funding, some positions have to go. And yours was, I guess, uh, cut back a number of months ago, but you don't let that bother you.
2: Not at all. Not at all. I put the phone on call forwarding from professional outfitters and I'm still taking care of clients. It's on my own time if somebody needs something. I, I just helped a couple out with furniture because I have access to a lot of stuff. And we just came off of the uh, Easter basket event at Foodland and we, we didn't have nearly enough. We passed out 500 Easter baskets.
0: I saw that. I came through New Brighton about 3 o'clock and rode by that way, and it was down. It was gone. It was, it was done. done.
2: Gone. <laughs> half an hour. 500 baskets in a half an hour.
0: <laughs> and and you took it upon yourself, because we can't have Easter egg hunts this year because no. of the coronavirus crisis, but you took it upon yourself to go out and collect all the stuff for these Easter baskets.
2: Yes, and, and that's an, I'm like semi-retired, so I really should be slowing down, but um, I can't. in fact, being shut down and it's driving me crazy. So I already have my next project ready to plan. Uh, and I do things as much outside, follow the guidelines, but I can't stop. I absolutely cannot stop.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, you talk about the Easter Bunny, and, and you've been the Easter Bunny for a number of years, uh, but you've also played different characters. You go oh to schools, you go to community meetings, you dress as who? I mean, how haven't you, so you dressed have that? Been, I had been Rosa Parks.
2: I was Harriet Tubman seven times this February. That's the most I've ever did her. I've been Coretta Scott. I've been uh, uh, Maya Angelou. I've been almost all the women Bible characters, it's just, I, oh, I was Mary at a Catholic church. Now that was that. And I told them <laughs> I gave my version of it, you know, cause I'm Methodist, sure. but they were fine. Yeah. I think it's just seeing people and, and really who really wants to listen to a speaker, nobody. So I like the acting. And um, so I have done, so everywhere. I've done it so many places. I went to California for a group that I belonged to a long time ago, and I, I go in partial costume. I do in character, but it was funny because in the audience, they said, they didn't care what I was dressed as. They said, are you from Pittsburgh? <laughs> <laughs> I just love it. And I think I, I feel better as, a, as somebody else. I don't think is kind of boring Okay. So I like being somebody else. Mrs. Just, Santa Claus, I've been I can't even and then someone oh Grinch, it's it just goes on and on and, and I enjoy every single one of them.
0: And I saw recently where you posted on your Facebook page uh a picture of a very young, young Valerie McKelvey.
2: Yes. That and that was funny because it was perfect timing. I never thought I would be a Facebook junkie, but I am. <laughs> and they were posting Easter pictures and I always wear a hat. I don't have one on today, but I have my new Brighton Borough shirt on. And they said, When did this hat thing started? Don't you know I was about seven years old, probably six years old, and the the Valley Tribune, remember? No. Yeah. The Tribune. It was no called tribune. the Tribune. And they called my mother and asked, would I be interested in being on the front page in your Easter bonnet? And of course, it was from that day on. (laughs) Uh,
0: You also host a a radio show once a week on WBVP and WNBA.
2: Yes. I do two shows. I used to do two shows. Now we just do one. But the silly one, that's the one I enjoyed. It was five minutes long, and it was a senior moment with Valerie, and I portrayed everybody from Dean Martin, Kenny Rogers, uh the Beatles, uh Ed Sullivan, that was the best. And they would call the radio station and said, "But I thought Ed Sullivan was dead." <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> I was I have sung so I was Mick Jagger.
1: Yeah.
2: And apparently someone didn't like how I sang it, so I was at a meeting, a very serious meeting, and someone said, I heard you on the radio the other day. I said, oh yeah? That's me, I'm so silly. And they said, yes, it was Mick Jagger, and I didn't think you did a good job. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) God!
0: (laughs) <laughs> no good deed goes unpunished, Mal.
2: Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, have people come up to you over the years, and I'm sure they've given you, you know, accolades. But have there also been critics who've talked to you?
2: Oh my, yes, yes. I was—I'll never forget this. I was uh, Easter Bunny for Senior Day at the mall, and I had just did a radio show, and this is how how naive I am. When someone says, oh, are you uh, Miss Vow? And I go, well, yes, I am. So I'm at the mall. There's hundreds of people, of course. I'm dressed in the Easter Bunny outfit. Now, who would tell an Easter Bunny off? Who would do that? Yeah. So I'm standing there, and I'm passing out candy. And this lady comes to me, and she, she says, um, are you the lady who does the radio show? I said, yes. Let me tell you about that radio show. <laughs> You're always warm and fuzzy, and life is just not like that. You need to realize that life is hard. And I could not believe that she was blessing me out. So mm-hmm. when she was done, I said, Thank you very much. <laughs> so you can't please everybody.
0: Yeah. And you, and you can't fight back in a public forum like that. No.
2: I just thanked her. And I'm sorry if I offended you. <laughs>
0: oh, my. And, and the purpose of it all is what is it? To educate, to yes. lighten somebody's day. Well, th- th- two things. Because I I used
2: to uh, we did a nursing home. I was a, a clown. Imagine that. I-, I do clowns as well. Okay. And we were at a nursing home at Christmas time. I'll never forget this. We were at Rochester Manor and we were singing Christmas carols, and I try not to, my, I like my props to be what I'm doing. I don't like to read from script. I don't do any of that. So I'm only singing the first verse of all these songs, and they're patting their feet, and this lady says, and we're going on to the next song, and she says, excuse me, dearie. I said, yes, ma'am. She goes, there's four more verses. <gasps> there, <laughs> there are? So she sang them. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, uh, it is to bring a smile, to sometimes bring a tear, you know, it might be something really, um, brings memories back to people Mm -hmm. and to educate absolutely my, my people that I do for the Bible and from history, it's definitely education. Mm
0: -hmm. Do people and the the children that you go to the schools uh, for, uh, do they know about these characters or basically are you the first one who's introducing them to them? Like, uh. (laughs) Uh, tubman and the rest
2: uh, uh sometimes i'm the first one now the, the i did um harriet tubman for example i was at baden academy and we did two classes we did kindergarten through second and then we did fourth to the older kids so the younger kids they were captivated uh there was like 300 so we were in the gym And I talked to them, and I was asking them questions. They were very attentive, and I showed them my stuff, the the cotton and everything. And then I said, I was born in 1812, I think. Has anybody here born in 1812? Two people raised their hand. (laughs) And this little boy turned around and said, he was not born in 1812. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I was born in 1812. It was okay for me, but that that boy was not born in 1812. But the kids, I did uh, Michelle Obama for Head Start. I didn't prepare a lot of questions and answers because they're four and five years old. What kind of questions could they ask me? So I had my truck polished, and I had the guys that work with black suits on, and they were talking to microphones. I had someone introduce me, come in, just like you know I was really the president's wife. And I walk in, and I read stories. They were so attentive. A pin could have dropped. So I said, well, show me some of the work that you've done, the artwork. And they said, we have questions.
0: Oh. Questions? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't do any research. <laughs> so were questions that stump that. you? Did they stump you?
2: I shall never, ever go with the kids and not have my background ready. <laughs> <laughs> do, you have, do you have a favorite character? My favorite one was um, Rosa Parks. And I went to a big Black History event. In Wilkinsburg. Place was packed. It was packed. And I come in first person all the time. So I, I noticed that there was an older couple down in the front that were very attentive to every word I was saying. And I, I was also the mistress of ceremony, so I carried through the whole program. Well, the room was hot, and at that particular time I had a wig on. And I couldn't wait to get out into the hallway to pull my wig off. Well, good thing I didn't, because as I walked out in the hallway, this gentleman had to be he had to be 85, nine years old. He says, Miss Miss Rosa? I said, yes. I'd like you to introduce my wife. I told her that I met you alone. now at this point, Rosa Parks was dead. Uh, uh, I I wanted you to meet my wife and uh, I just love what you do and I'm so glad I was able to introduce her to you. And- oh my goodness, I played it so well.
0: Did you stay in character and
2: introduce yourself? Yes, I did. I stayed in character, went out to my car, moved my car because I was driving everybody, took my wig off, but I'm going, <laughs> oh, my. So
0: that really showed me that this is important. Yeah. <laughs> this is important. Now, Valerie, you are a, you're an emotional person as well. Uh yes. do any of these performances ever bring a tear to your eye?
2: Yes. Yes. I did Sodom and Gomorrah, and where she turned around and turned to salt And I had, uh, I had needed help with that one. So I had, uh, I was, had skateboards and I threw up my arms, turned my head back and the people on the side were to move me and then stop me. Like I turned to salt. That was emotional. I I don't know why that was, that was kind of emotional to me. So yeah, so uh, most of the time it's the Bible characters that, uh, really and i'm very serious about that i i i do the scripture because there's always somebody watching and criticizing but i don't get that many
0: criticisms that's good now let's talk about probably somebody in your life who should be sainted that would be mr (laughs) (laughs) how does he put up with all this stuff
2: he does not. He does not participate. <laughs> the joke is when I'm down at the park doing something for the borough. they go, oh, Mr. McKelvey's not coming. No, he's probably not. <laughs> probably not. The boys, they participate with me. The grandchildren they are all game. But no, Mr. McKelvey's not.
0: Mm-hmm. No. What do you get out of it personally?
2: I love making people smile. I love making people smile. I love for them to be interact. I love the kids. When uh, a couple years ago we were down at the park, and the little girl. Now that I'm older, I don't wear a complete mask. A lot of times, I wear just something over the top, so my face is showing. So it's obvious that I'm not the real Easter Bunny. And this little girl looked at me and she said, "So what is your name?" I said, "Miss Bunny." And your first name? Easter. It's Easter Buddy. <laughs> and that was all, that's all she needed. She was fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's great. That's great. Now, in terms of the future, uh, with these the rules the way they are, uh, you can't go out and, and do performances in front of groups. No, I cannot,
2: I cannot. I cannot. Uh, someone told me just what we're doing here. Maybe this is hmm. a uh, confirmation of that, yeah. that I should be doing this on this Zoom format.
0: Yeah, that would be good, uh, yeah. you know, because the people in the nursing homes, the, they can't get yes. visitors. nurse. Yes. And and uh, tell me about, uh, you know, over 40 years, you've been doing this sort of thing. Politics have changed. Politicians have changed. Mayors, co- uh, commissioners, state reps and all that stuff. But you stay grounded. You stay the same. You still yep. are out there. You're not trying to uh, to march to anybody else's beat. It's yours. Yes. And you're accepted by them all.
2: I'm I'm blessed and I feel humbled that I am accepted by so many people. When I hear my name Miss Val, and that was from I didn't tell people to call me Miss Val. That was given to me. And I love it. And people will say, um, well, call Miss Val. And I love it when people like especially down with professional outfitters, that's the key word. If I don't know you, you call and say, um, I need to talk to Miss Val, I understand she can help me, and you are well, are you Miss Val? So it doesn't matter. Just, I got the name Miss Val. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: right.
2: So I, I do, I do love it. I guess I feed off of it. And, um, and yeah, you're right. I'm going to miss the interaction. I'll be looking forward to being able to go back out in public.
0: Mm-hmm. And tell us about Professional Outfitters
2: professional officers. I started it about 18 years ago and when I left Kmart and I went back to college and got my bachelor's so I was hunting for a job in Franklin Center I had did a few other little things and in Franklin Center had a part-time opening for the retired and senior volunteer program so I applied and I had a little office I was only part-time And inside the office closet was a bag of clothes. And I said, Colleen Haney, who's gone now, she was my boss. And I said, what's this for? She goes, oh, we always say we're going to open up a clothing place and give clothes away. And that's what happened 18 years ago. Three locations, Aliquippa, New Brighton, and a children's only location at First Presby.
0: Wow. And uh, people come. And as you said earlier in this interview, uh, people are still calling you even though you can't be open.
2: I just got a call day before yesterday. A lady called the Women's Shelter. Women's Shelter is no longer able to hold and collect things anymore. So I'm um, their reference point. So the lady said, you know, I'm sorry if I'm disturbing you, but um, Women's Shelter told me to call you. I said, "That that's right. Are you still taking things? I said, I am. I said, uh, please call me and I can meet you down there. But people call me. I have people from uh, as far as like Allentown they come to the Valley and visit their relatives, they bring clothes with them so they can drop off to me. Yeah.
0: The Valley has gone through a lot in the last 40 years. Yes. Uh, we all are aware of that. Our communities have experienced it all. Um, you deal with uh, folks on a daily basis. Uh, for many of them, it's still the same as it was 30, 35 years ago. Yes. Uh, the employment picture hasn't brightened for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the income hasn't hasn't uh, improved for them either. How no. do you deal with, yeah, because they're calling you or the Franklin Center uh, yes. for help. Well, first of all, I am, I'm not at all
2: judgmental. I mean, might some things might go in my head, like, I don't know why you got your fingernails done and you're coming here to get something, but that's, that's not up to me. Mm-hmm. I give to the people. And, and if you are humble, I'll give you a shirt off my back. Now, if you feel entitled, then you get a pair of pants and a top. Most of the people are very grateful. I've helped from ages, senior kids needing a gown for a prom, uh, young men at first job interviews never had a suit. Um, the baby boomers, I'll never forget this guy. He was 62 years old, never had to go hunt for a job, and came and got a suit and got to come back and told me that he got the job. Um, the stories are just overwhelming. Um, A lady came, she was 68 years old and she had a voucher and she came in to get some things and she got some clothes and she said, can I ask you something? I said, sure. What what, what do you need? Can I leave the clothes here and get some washcloths and towels? I come from abusive relationship and I left all my things at the house. Well, at that point, of course, I'm crying And I said, whatever you need in this shop is yours, Mm -hmm. whatever. 68, I'm thinking. So I called the women's shelter to give them the story so they would know that someone was helped. And they go, Valerie, 68 is young. We have 82-year-olds who are coming out of an abusive situation. So I mean, the stories are just, some of them are Mm tearjerkers.
0: And you're the good Samaritan. No, uh, oh, I want to be with. Well, it just seems like you tell these stories, and a lot of people who will see this have no idea that it happens right here in Birmingham. None.
2: None. One lady. I'm very. I'm also very liability conscious. So I'm always. I don't want anybody to get hurt. I got to drag you to the street if you get hurt. <laughs> I <can't, laughs> that so I came down to the shop once, and because I had an employee, and it was a lady crying in the dressing room. Oh, I went spastic, and so. I waited for her to come out, and here she was on her cell. Oh, I don't want to start crying. She was on her cell phone. She said she was talking to her mother. There's actually people out here that will help. She was crying, and I'm thinking, Mike, I'm just giving her clothes, Mike. Mm.
0: So special. Uh, More people are going to need more help once this thing is over with. Yes. losing their jobs. One in seven is on unemployment. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Some will never go back to work. Small businesses will never be mm-hmm. working again. Uh, you can't do this all by yourself. How can people mm-hmm. get involved?
2: They need to call me. Ms. Val, that's the key word. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> call yeah. me. I have my, my store numbers on call forwarding to my cell phone. The store number is 846 People can call me. I've had people call or text me and say, what do you need from me? People will drop things off. I try to give them thank you notes. They'll want to be anonymous. People are so generous. They're just, they want to help, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Very good. We're glad that you're there to do it. Uh, yeah. We hope you can continue to do the work and that uh, your spirit carries on to a lot of people. Thank, thank you. you. Mrs. Obama, uh, Harriet Tubman, <laughs> Easter Bunny, The Grinch. Have you collected pictures of yourself into all these different characters? I have
2: pictures. I do have pictures. More people take pictures of me. I want them to remember. But what's interesting is when I did Harriet Tubman, when I got the invitations, because usually I do maybe one, and then I do somebody else. They'll want Rosa Parks. Seven times is the most... So I had to have seven different slave outfits on. I didn't want to be in the same slave outfit. (laughs) (laughs) So my husband says... Oh, boy, didn't you wear that the other day? No, I didn't. No, I didn't.
0: <laughs> and you've also participated in uh, the Underground Railroad tours around here, haven't you?
2: Yes, yes. And um, not as much as I wanted to. Last year, there was something come up. and But this year, I'm definitely going to be a part of it. I'm so, so proud of New Brighton.
0: Yeah, wonderful. And I'm sure New Brighton is proud of you, as so, is the rest of the county. And so, when you. there's a special event going on somewhere, or if there are uh, groups that need a speaker, a character to come and call Thompson, me, call Miss Val. That's all you got to call
2: do. me. I've huh? done things that they'll give me a suggestion. I said, Oh, okay. I was a tin man one time and I had galvanized pipe on. <laughs> <laughs> It was
0: hard to walk in that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we used to work at the same radio station together, and I'd come yes. in on Friday mornings, and you'd be in the production room with the door closed, and I'd hear you singing in there. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, radio itself, you know, you're standing in a room talking to yourself anyway, yeah. just imagining yeah. people are listening to you, and I'm sitting in there, and I'm thinking, Man, that's, <laughs> that's and,
2: a lot And, and there's—I mean, I'm not always in a a great mood. I mean, I'm I'm normal, so there's times mm-hmm. I'm really you know down. But when I put my character on, all that goes away for however long that is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for brightening our day, Val. I'm <laughs> glad. We look forward. Thanks to for you. being
2: a great friend, Mike.
0: Uh, it's all my pleasure. We're, you're a blessing. Thank you. Thank you, Valerie McKelvey. You are listening to a production of the social voice podcast network